listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined by Carrie Martinez with the Utah Department of Health. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. You are walking us through developmental milestones and where our kids should be developmentally uh, at different ages. And we are talking about four-year-olds, and this is something for our family right now very relevant. We have one. He's four. He'll be five in February. And um, he is a funny little guy. He is spicy and spunky and funny. Um, and, you know, kind of walking us through some of these milestones that, you know, they should be at at four years old. I'm going to keep note and know <laughs> if, if Jax is on point or not. Um, social and emotional, let's start there. Um, because at this point in, in, the, in the game with developmental milestones, we're, you know, we're going year by year. We used to go month by month, and we'd look so closely every month. What's my baby doing? Where is my baby at? Is my baby moving, making sounds, all of those, what, what you now, you look back at four years old and you look back and think those are such, you know, little things, but big milestones at that moment. And now we're year by year and so much can change in the course of a year from two to three, three to four, um, and, and definitely socially and emotionally, it can change so much. Yes, absolutely. And, um, even though when they were younger, it was like month to month and it was like, you know, can pick up a spoon. Those were such important foundational skills to help them function at age four, you know, where they they mastered all of those milestones. And now they get to just fine tune these things and really develop their personalities and really develop um, their likes and their dislikes and um, with the social emotional, they are really learning how to become more creative and their play skills are getting like deeper. You know, there's going to be like, you be mom and I'll be dad and we're going to go to the store and let's go get in the car outside. And um, there's just this whole entire imaginative play that's emerging that um, it's fun to watch them. They mimic their their current um, environment, but then they add all these other fun things to it. So if they're playing alongside somebody, that other child's home environment and your child's home environment merge, and it's fun to watch them play together. They're cooperating with one another. They're starting to cooperate more with mom and dad. Um, they talk about things that they like. I don't like green beans. I like cookies. You're going to know it. They're going to be able to tell you that. They're gonna, they have a, a, a real ability to tell you their likes and their dislikes at this age with their social-emotional development. Yes, they really do, and um, almost take advantage of it to a fault, I think. <laughs> uh, I had a great pediatrician tell me once, don't ever fight with your children over food because it's a losing battle, so I... I've, rec- I've made that, I've repeated that recommendation forever. Yeah, no, and it's true because, you know, we have to, we have to take what we can get where we can get it. Um, our kids love broccoli and we're grateful for that. 
but then they dislike the most random things that you think that they would. You like broccoli. Why don't you like this? But it's not worth the argument. Yeah. If they'll eat broccoli and they love broccoli, feed them broccoli. Exactly. You know, (laughs) they're fun at this age, though. They are. Oh, they're so much fun at this age. Um, and, And a part of that is because they're developing, you know, into those milestones so much further. And their language, their communication, you're... Uh, I don't want to say you can reason with them because it's still hard to reason with a child, but it becomes more reasonable at times because of the way that their communication is developing. Yes, absolutely. Like at this age, even though their imaginative play is increasing, they have a harder time differentiating between what's real and make-believe. So sometimes they can be in the middle of um, the wheels on the bus go up and down, and they're really into it. The expressing their cognitive and they think the bus is on the way to the house. So um, they're, they're telling stories. They can say their first name and their last name. They can say your first name and your last name. They may even be able to tell you where they live. Um, they know some basic grammars correctly, like her or and she or he and him. And so it, at this age, the more parents introduce those um, those different language and different grammars to them, they'll pick up on it pretty quickly. And I think they pick up too on um, just kind of like atmosphere around them. I know at this point for Jax, he's starting to realize when he's bored or if he's bored or if he thinks something is boring, you know, and before he would never think of anything like that. But now we can just be on the way home from school and from the back seat, he'll say, this is so boring. And all we're doing is just driving down the road. But he's just, he's just more aware of stuff like that because, you know, he's not playing with his friends or, you know, watching his favorite show. So for him, that ride home is boring. Yeah, play is so important to them at this age. And if they're not in the middle of something, um, some sort of awesome imaginative experience or play experience, they are bored. Yeah, and that goes kind of into this next milestone of learning, thinking, problem solving. I feel like at four, um, from from Jax, who is you know four, almost five now, and then with our daughter, who's seven, at four years old, both of them, it's like their minds are always going. They always have something to say. They always have a story to tell. They're always trying to figure something out. Yeah, it's a great age of, for de- cognitive development. Like they're picking up letters, shapes, numbers, colors. You know, they may have a favorite color that is, you know, blue. And everywhere they see blue, it's blue this, blue that, blue this. This is my cup. It's blue. They're starting to do that um, relation of the things that they really like into the environment. Like if even if their favorite object is a ball, where everywhere they can find a ball, they they will find a ball. Um, they're starting to label more and more body parts, and they will even draw a body and add two to four body parts. Um, they're starting to play card games. Um, you could you know practice back and forth slapjack, or even um, those card games that have like matching colors and matching objects. Um, they like to play with with crayons and markers and sit down at the table. And this is where you probably have Jack saying things to you. Like he's might be drawing a circle and then another one. And then all of a sudden he's, he's got a snowman and he's mm-hmm. telling you a story about the snowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
And I think they also, um, I mean, from two and up, they start to become little sponges, of course, and, and pick up on, you know, maybe sayings that you say within your home environment or, you know, funny quirks that, you know, they may have or you may have as a parent um, and, and just little things that they might hear, you know, mom and dad say to each other or to, you know, a sibling in the house or a friend. For Jax, just within the last couple of months, his his new thing now is, hey, can I ask you a favor, please? <laughs> and then and then ask, you know, whatever that may be, or um, can I ask you a question? And the question actually usually is a favor. The question usually is, you know, well, can you get me a snack? <laughs> and that's his question. But it is just becoming, you know, more aware of kind of that environment, and then and understanding what some of those phrases mean that they hear all the time yeah they just are absorbing everything in their environment and like if they're playing with their friends and something really funny happened um and everybody got a big kick out of it you can bet that that is going to be repeated for a long time for more kicks and giggles because that was something that got a reaction that they loved and um, it's fun to see them develop those imitation skills, but then also put it into who they are in their own personality with their own cognitive and their own developmental skills. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a really fun age. It's, it was, it's fun now. It was, you know, fun for our now seven-year-old. I think for you learn so much about them, I think, at four and what's going on in their little minds and their, their personalities and stuff. I think it's a blast. Uh, I also think it's the time when they just never stop moving. They can be sitting on the couch by themselves and they're still moving. And that's a milestone that they make, you know, at four years old um, when they start to try out maybe some different moves as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, they may have had the opportunity to have scissors pre this, like for practice or for an art project or supervise, but now... You know, cutting a piece of paper is probably no big deal for them. Um, they can mash their own food. They could scoop, um, you know, SpaghettiOs out of a pan if given the opportunity and with supervision. They're really fine-tuning the skills that they already have um, and using them in their 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 daily practical skills. Um, that, that Now that they're off the climbing, they're going to start hopping. They're going to start maybe trying to do some skipping. They may stand on one foot, like, look at me, and see how long that they can balance. Um, throwing a ball, catching a ball, those type of skills are just going to get more and more refined. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know one of the fun things for us, too, is, you know, both of our kids love to help in the kitchen. They love to be a part of dinner time or, you know, on the weekends, lunchtime and things like that. And letting them be involved in the cooking process um, is just really fun for us as a whole, as a family. Yeah, cooking at this age is so much fun for them um, to watch them, you know, all milk and, you know, mixed with this becomes this or peanut butter mixed with honey and you know, powdered sugar becomes peanut butter Play-Doh and I get to eat this. I mean, it's so much excitement and development and um, really the merging of science and cognition and the cause and effect. And it's 
safer. They can stand at the counter and help you. They're, you don't have to worry about them falling and hitting their chin or um, not their motor movement is so um, organized now that it, you know, you, you're not as worried about those things anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, you talk about worry and if there is something that maybe we're worried about, our, our child hits four or through that course of you know, that four-year-old developmental milestone point, uh, you know, are there things that we should be looking at um, and be concerned with if they're not hitting a mark or, uh, you know, a way that we can try to get them maybe back on track uh, in regards to what those milestones look like? Yes, um, parents play such a huge role in their child's development and they're with their children all the time and they're their parent, they're their child's expert. Um, most of the chi- time, children get the developmental skills they need um, at home while interacting with their parents and they're given the op- opportunity to practice and to play. But every once in a while, a parent who, again, knows their child best and is their child's best advocate would note, can notice that maybe they're not hitting milestones as they should and that they should you know, look to be screened, have an ages and stages questionnaire done to, to look at where they are at developmentally and see if there are any areas of concern if there is an area of concern that the family can reach out to their child care professionals that they are they are already working with or they can seek help from their pediatrician. At the age of four, um, parents can reach out to their local school districts um, and see if there's any preschool programs. But we at this age, there's still the Office of Home Visiting. There's Early Childhood Utah. There's Help Me Grow Utah. There's Parents as Teachers. There's a lot of different things that parents or agencies and resources that parents can reach out to if they feel like they need additional help. Carrie Martinez with the Utah Department of Health. Thank you so much for all that information and walking us through some of those milestones that our four-year-olds should be hitting. We appreciate your time. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.